Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Where Rodeo Meets the Road, brought to you by the Arena Press. Today, our guest is steer wrestler Matt Reeves. Matt, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm good. Just getting through the day. Getting through the day. And, you know, that's all we can do is just get through the day, live, you know, day to day, you know, and uh, just keep trucking on forward. Um, steer wrestler, you know, you've been in the game for a while, Matt. You know, I think this is now you're going on our 21st year in the rodeo business. You know, 20 years in the business, how has rodeo changed for you over the last 20 years? Well, rodeo in general has changed drastically uh, uh, in the last 20 years. Um, anybody that says rodeo hadn't gotten better, they're not looking very close. Um, I like to say, I, I didn't actually start rodeoing hard to low seven, but the first year I rodeoed hard, Kennewick, Washington added $7,000, and this year, in the last couple of years, it's added uh, $20,000 or $25,000 an event. That's a drastic increase. There's so many rodeos that have added more money, and we've got more money, and things like the American have come on, and to uh, publicize rodeo, I mean, look at the coverage we have today. I mean, rodeo's changed just so much uh and good and bad both comes from that we we've learned a lot of things we need to do better with the coverage that we have and we've got to see so many of the things we do wonderfully personally on that level was shoot i started out i just wanted to circuit rodeo and rodeo and i enjoyed the sport and that's what i wanted to do and lo and behold one day it became hey i could make money at this and it could be a career and it was for uh from 2007 basically to 2020 it, it was a career and right. it was it was good to me it was great to me it's given me everything i have from my family to money to accomplishments and fun and enjoyment and glory with horses to anything else so uh i met my wife through rodeo uh we have two kids it's uh rodeo really has it's given me everything and that's why I uh, enjoy being the director. I enjoy being on the board um, because I want to give back to something that's been good to me. And it's kind of come full circle again, and I don't want to stay gone. I don't want to drive around and be gone 200 some days a year, and I don't want to drive 100,000 miles a year to do it. And uh, But I still love rodeo, so I like circuit rodeoing, and I like going close and going to a few things and helping some kids out and going to some other rodeos at times that I enjoy and doing that. So, uh, I think rodeo's kind of come full circle in my life now, at least. Right. And so, you know, you, you just answered every question I was going to ask you on this show here. So I guess, well, thanks for being on, you know, <laughs> so, yeah. now, you know, you mentioned, you know, your wife, Savannah, you know, she's a barrel racer herself. So she's no, you know, she's no stranger to, you know, the rodeo world. And, you know, you have two boys, you know, which are, are fairly young, five and seven. And, and I guess, you know, you answered that. And how does that change your perspective and how much you rodeo nowadays? Well, I think just life in general. I'm 44 now. I just I've had two hip surgeries and some things that, um, and and everybody asks, well, when will you stop rodeoing? Well, I don't know when I'll stop rodeoing completely, but they were like, when are you gonna stop going hard? And I said, when I want to get in the truck. <laughs> right. And, uh, leaving homes, uh, it's not fun now. It's not it's not as much fun to leave home. Uh, one time this summer, I went out and helped. Uh, two boys, Walt Arnold and Skylar Wools, and went with them and took my Hayes horse. They took him this summer, and I went out, went to Reno, and threw the fourth with them, and had a good time and enjoyed it. And 
one along a little and did okay and everything was good and i i enjoyed helping them but i missed home and uh then i went out and went to cheyenne and nampa and ogden and spanish and when they went to deadwood the boys and i went and saw the badlands and uh we we were in deadwood we stayed in spearfish but we went to mount rushmore and we went here and there and we went and saw some friends and i went and saw jason miller and so i took the kids with me and that's one of the first times i've taken off on a deal where i was gone for two weeks with just the boys and, and kind of went by myself my wife's a nurse practitioner now and uh she stays busy there and 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 i was staying busy with that and they got to see a lot of neat things and do things so it's just changed i mean right. i don't want to get in the truck and leave them so right. therefore i kind of circuit rodeo and i go to places that i can go and be home i i take them to school and i pick them up which today's columbus day so you didn't have to but monday through friday i kind of have to do that so i try to work it around where I'm not gone. This week will be hard because we have the circuit finals Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then a shootout deal Saturday if you make it. And so um, be hard. I'll come home Friday afterwards to go to flag football because, by golly, we got flag <laughs> football on Saturday. And those are things that didn't occur before. Um, rodeo's great. But yeah. if you yeah. rodeo for living and you want to make the NFR, you got to be 100% committed. I mean, that's what you do. Right. And right. Anybody that says it's not a sacrifice or something, they're they're kidding themselves. You, that's what you eat, breathe, and sleep. If you're not a hundred percent committed, I just don't think you can be as successful as you would be. And so it's something that I think uh, kids and everybody else have trouble with. Uh, anybody has trouble with. I mean, it. Well, I want to have a life, or I want this. Well, that is your life, right? And right. I mean, and it, it's a true thing when you hear, man, the harder you work in your 20s the the more you'll have and the less you'll have to do in your 40s and 50s i think that's a true statement i think it's true in rodeo right. i mean if you if you work extremely hard in your youth you you can really make something of it rodeo's getting to where you can sure enough make good money right. i mean is it other professional sports it's not yeah so, so you know and, and you talk about your two boys you know and, and they're fairly young are how are, are they interested in rodeo do do you, they get on horses or you know are they wanting to maybe pursue a rodeo uh, career or, or they have any you know they're too busy playing other sports and trying to figure out what they want to do not really uh not this summer but last summer carson junior rodeoed around some and went to went to some junior rodeos and went to two different little associations and did good and everything was great but he just didn't really enjoy barrels and poles and flags and goat slapping like that. He enjoyed the goats. Uh, he, he enjoys going to the pasture with me along. He doesn't mind riding. If we can go out and there's something to do with a cow or there's something else, he, uh, he likes that, but, uh, he really doesn't have any interest in rodeo. And my youngest boy, Hudson, he doesn't even really have any interest in riding. And, uh, that's okay. Um, yeah, they didn't get burned out going to rodeos because they don't, but they just, it's not what they want to do. Carson right. loved baseball. Uh, we we didn't play fall ball because we just wanted him to do other things. But, uh, man, he goes to lessons along, and he does stuff. He loves baseball. We're playing flag football. He loves that stuff. He enjoys it greatly, and that's what he wants to do right now. And that was something that, uh, just where I was and how I was raised, that wasn't something you were really allowed to do. And if that's what he wants to do, I want to do it. I want to do whatever he wants to do.
Right. Um, the one thing my dad did was he was always there. And so I like being there and I like going. I have to help coach and it's not something I thoroughly always love or enjoy or maybe you're even good at, but I'm there. <laughs> and uh, so here we are. Um, and Hudson, you know, I mean, he just turned five. Carson will actually won't be seven until November, the end of November. But, uh, you know, it's a situation where if they want to, we'll put it into it. But I tell you what, if they don't love it, there's nothing you can do. I mean, it, it's so expensive to even junior rodeo. If right. they don't love it, why do it? If they don't want to do it, why do it? He asked to go hit balls, and he asked to go work on his grounders, and he asked to go work on that all the time. And whatever it is he wants to do, that's what I want to do. Right. So, you know, um, what the, you know, what does it take to last in the business for 20 plus years? You know, of course, you, you know, you've had your injuries. You've talked, you know, a few a little bit about that. So, you know, as far as, you know, mentally, spiritually, physically, what, what does it take to stay in the business for 20 years? I think a lot of luck. But I mean, for me, it was horses i i've enjoyed the horses more than anything there was uh, i've enjoyed their success i like making horses still i think that's part of why so rodeo i have a young horse that i think everything will be lined out and i'll be able to take him to lubbock again there uh here in november and some things um but i've loved the horses and i've had i've been extremely fortunate to have really good haze horses and some really good bulldogging horses and uh, I think that's what kept me going longer than maybe I would have. But you see people, I mean, they have one great horse and then it goes down and they're just, they, they don't seem to find another one or make another one. And I've always enjoyed making them. And so that's the part that probably kept me going as much as anything. But I mean, it just, you have to have love of it. I mean, right. I, I hate to say it that way and I've been repetitive on it, but if you don't love it, there's a lot of other ways to make more money. Right. Absolutely. And, you know, I mean, yeah, and I was going to say, you know, you talked about your love of horses and, and whatnot, but, you know, it, you had rattles in 2019 horse of the year, you know, yeah. and he passed away, you know, about almost two years ago now. And, or actually it was two and and how you know that was halfway through the season and you know you had her for uh, for a little bit and you know how did that affect you that you know a good good mare like that and then you know she you know she goes you know that has to be hard for you um it it was extremely hard it still is a lot of days uh it, it's sad to think about, man, how much we could still be doing. She was eight years old when she passed away there in 2020. Right. Uh, you know, I mean, golly, we had so much ahead of us. Uh, I would probably still rodeo hard. I won't deny that at all. Mm -hmm. um, but it, uh, and it was a freak thing that there's nothing we could have done to change it. Um, it, it was just a, I mean, literally she was going along and just fell over dead. Um, and so it's, uh, it, it, it's hard. And when, and those things, uh, they hit hard. I had spent a lot of time and worked hard. And I mean, she made dreams that I had of having one that was that good and knowing mm -hmm. people that had horses of the year go. I mean, oat. <laughs> right. That's right. Now, oat, a yellow horse I had was reserved mm -hmm. and, uh, it broke my heart. I really thought he could have won it that year. And then she did win it. It did. It, it, it meant the world to me 
that the rest of my peers saw the greatness that she had and enjoyed it. And just so many people wrote her and won money and did so good on her. It was unreal. And I mean, she's a cool story. The first rodeo I ever rode her at, I won. And the last rodeo I ever rode her at, I won, which I don't get to happen. And I mean, sometimes you get perspective from tragedy. Um, uh, man, and I, and I came to the conclusion, it took, it took me a while to figure out what I wanted to say about it or anything else, but, uh, I guess what I learned is you have to, you have to appreciate the wonderment of a shooting star sometimes, because that's mm-hmm. kind of what she, was. she right. they burn extremely bright, but they pass quickly, right. and, uh, some horses are there. And they're just pretty good for a long, long time. And that's a great thing to have. And some of them, like her, they burst on the scene. They're great from the get-go. They go from there. They get to the highs of, they they get to the ultimate high. But it just doesn't last long. And uh, you have to be able to have perspective and, and realize the greatness of both. Right, right. Now, you know, right now, you know, we just ended the 22 season just started up, you know, it's just the, the never ending cycle of rodeo 23 starts on October 1st. But I think right now, you know, everybody's, you know, gearing up for, you know, the NFR, you know, at, in December, but you know, a lot of things, uh, another thing that is happening is the qualifier. Now you're no stranger to the American, you know, you're a two time winner of that. Um, it, how do you feel how the American has evolved in the last few years? Well, if I told you I understood what they were doing this year, I'd be <laughs> I, I don't understand it all. I haven't been to one there. Uh, it's changed a lot right now. Um, I, I hope Teton Ridge figures it out and it all works for them and things, but uh, it's, it's a lot harder to understand now. I know that much. Uh, <laughs> it, it's a, like, look, I'm, never, I'm not going to tell you that the American's not, can't be great for you it can be but if you look at how the entries have gone from the first couple years to today Mm -hmm. um sometimes reality sets in and and i'm i mean and i'm i love the rodeo and there are people that are capable of it but there's not a lot of people especially in the timed events that are capable of going in there and winning it from a qualifier standpoint, like, right. cause the people that have a chance, man, they're people, you know, mm-hmm. it wasn't like I was some outsider. Nobody ever heard of. Right. It wasn't like, I mean, and, and when you go to looking at time event guys, like, I mean, well, there, there's not really any, I mean, I'm the only bulldogger. I mean, Casey split it that year, but he's not a guy you never heard of. And he split it. So, which technically, if you went by the rules they had, didn't give him the right to any of the money. Um, they were very gracious and gave him some of the money because of the announcers and some things. And I mean, and, and good on them. I mean, good, good on what they did there. But, um, you know, it's just one of those things. Haley Kinzel went in there and showed that a bell racer could mm-hmm. when she burst on the scene, but then she made the NFR. Right. And she went across. I mean, it wasn't some fluke deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and man, the rough stock's kind of the same way. I mean, like your average everyday guy. I don't know how much opportunity they really have. Cause let's right. just be honest. It's hard to beat those guys. 
Right. It, right. It's really hard to beat those guys. Uh, <laughs> now, they, they say it's going to cut the field down, and when you cut the field down to maybe it's five or six NFR guys and five or six qualifiers, hey, man, you got a better chance because you don't have to beat as many of them. Right. But my goodness, you look at the struggle it takes to get there. Like when I did it, I ran three steers at a jackpot to qualify to go over to the semifinals. And then I ran two steers in the slack part of the semifinals, so I'm up to five. And then I had to run two more steers in Cowtown, so I'm up to seven. And then I had to run two steers at the American to qualify to go on. So I had to run nine steers mm-hmm. to win that money. And that's a lot of steers to keep winning on to get there right and you didn't have to win first all the time right you just had to get there and the year before or in i'm not it wasn't the year before but in 16 i had kind of messed up i thought man i can win first on this year at fort worth and i should have backed off and just said man survive in advance Mm -hmm. and and in in 18 i had a little better perspective of it because i knew that so i just took the start i knew what the start was i saw it did it threw my steer down moved to the last day saw it did it threw my steer down one third moved on to the last day and went from there um and it was awesome but i mean and i'll give anybody the advice of this if your dreams to go win at the american and you're a person that's just you ease around and you get to the point that you're at the semifinals or you're at the american man look applejack may have got you to arlington so that you can go through the process to get there at that point now mm-hmm. but probably applejack ain't getting you to the grand prize <laughs> but you need to go get on a good right i mean i, I hate to be that way but <laughs> power 75 percent of it probably so go get on a good one right and you know you talk about, well you know you talk about running nine steer but you know you you were the average champion in 2018 in Vegas. In, 19. Know, what, I'm sorry. 19. 19, I'm sorry. I, I, I won it in 19. Yeah. In 19. And, uh, you know, that that's a lot of work also, you know, being the average champion. It, it is, and it's uh, it's something you have to go through. But, I mean, that's a, that's a whole different – that's a whole different prize. I mean, because right. – when you get to the American, you don't have to, I mean, you're not worried about winning the average. You're not worried about staying in it. You are to the end. But then when you get to that final deal, you don't have to just go be solid. You have to go win. Right. Right. Like not, not be solid, win. Mm-hmm. The year before in 2017, I was fourth and they had given a rerun. And by two hundredths or whatever it was of a second, I didn't get to go run at the hundred thousand. Yeah. It, I mean, yeah. It, it, that, I get that. I wound up fifth by two hundredths of a second mm-hmm. on a rerun. But the next year, hey, all I could have won that year is a hundred thousand. But right. the next year I come back, I'd been in the situations, I had done good, I'd done things. The night before I won it, I went to the short round at San Antonio. And I missed the barrier a little bit. And I told myself one thing I wasn't going to do when I got there was miss the barrier. And guess what? I blew the barrier out twice, and I let them have it. Yeah. And yeah. I won first by a few hundredths of a second. I mean, it's such it, – it's hard to win first, guys. Mm-hmm. It's hard. It doesn't matter where you go, who you are, what you're doing. It's hard to win first. 
Yeah. That's just why. It, it's, it's a lot of dedication, a lot of hard work. You know, you have to be really dedicated to what you want to do. You have to have goals out there and, you know, really can't, you know, let anything hold you back. And, you know, with that, you know, I want to talk about, you know, your diabetes. You're a type 1 diabetic. And, you know, there's other diabetics out there that, you know, might want to, you know, it, they think that it, it holds them back into achieving what they want to do. And, you know, what can you tell those other people that have diabetes? You know, how can they achieve their dreams or goals? Um, it's kind of like whatever it is you're trying to achieve. You have to be dedicated. You have to have a goal. I mean, you have to, you have to pick what it is you want to do. I mean, and if, if it's keep your blood sugar in check, you got to do the things that you're doing. Understand, uh, lots of people have a lot of advice, especially people that aren't diabetic. And I have bad days, uh, where man, for no reason, it's just extremely brittle. And I've always been brittle, but if I can keep my average pretty good, it's one of those things. You can't live day to day with diabetes. You better have a long. You better have a long picture. You know, you mm-hmm. you have a long game in that one because you can't live day to day. The best thing I ever got was the continuous glucose monitors. Um, I I mean the Dexcom has been so much better than everything else I ever had, and it's made my life so much better. It's unreal. Uh, no two ways about it. It is unreal. Right. And so you, you have to get through there. Use the equipment that's available. Use the sources that are available. But there's a lot of things worse. It's just another. It's just a hurdle you got to step over. And you can look at it as a hurdle or you can look at it as a brick wall. But uh, if you look at it as a brick wall you're just running into, you're not going to get it very far. But if you look at it as a hurdle, you'll st- you'll figure out a way to jump over it and go on. There you go. So, you know, not to put you on the spot here, Matt, or anything, um, we have the NFR coming up here at the, end of, uh, at the beginning of December. Who is your pick to win the steer wrestling this year? Uh, I mean, the field is tough. Know. You know, that's a tough field. The top five are, you know, just any one of the five can win it on the top side. Well, I hope Hunter wins it just because I'm going to hate for him. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, I'll pay money, but I want, I want Hunter to win. Right. Um, those guys are young. Mm-hmm. They're aggressive. Um, they're not going to back off, except for Hunter. They're all young and aggressive. Um, they're going to go from there. They're, uh, they're not going to back down. Um, you know, you have guys that want to win their first world title and will and, and uh, stuff. You have Wag that wants to win another one. Uh, he's extremely dedicated. He practices hard. He does his work. He's very technically correct. Um, he's there and he's, he's what, 30, 31 now. I don't remember it that off the top of my head. Uh, you know, it's a great deal. Will, kind of the same deal. Big, strong guy. There's a lot of people that can win it. But, and nobody likes to hear this, but when I said it's hard to win first, it is. Yeah. The thing about winning first is... You're going to have to have some luck in it. Absolutely. There's going to be something that goes on. Hey, Will had a shot that time. He had a steer they hadn't caught. Man, they went out there and drew up a game plan. They executed it to perfection. He just kind of forgot to catch him. <laughs> right. I mean, they executed it to perfection. Right. He just 
kind of forgot to catch him. And not, not being, I mean, that's not a harsh statement. I'm not ne being negative against it. It's just they did everything, and it was like, man, we got all this done. And I thought he had him caught all day, and he just, he didn't. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that happens. Yeah. Um, in 2013, Hunter won his first world title. Everybody thought Dean Gorsuch was fixing to win the world. I mean, he had done so good. He had the second best steer at the NFR drawn that night. I mean, damn, he missed him. Mm -hmm. Hunter throwed the wine out of one. I'm last to go. I have a chance. I have the worst steer in that pen by far. And I got to be 3-7. I blow the barrel out and give myself a chance. I just won 3-7. He wins the world. Right. You're going to have to have some luck. You're going to get a break, and you're going to have to capitalize on it. And... You're going to have a struggle, and you have to get through it. Because there's going to be one you have a chance that you could miss, or there's going to be one that you could have a problem on. You have to get by that one. Right. And then once you do, man, you got an opportunity. I mean, it's hard to haze there. Trust me, I'm going to do it again. And uh, it's miles and miles more stressful to go haze than bulldog and i don't know i, don't, I mean any of those guys can win it yeah but it'll probably be who maybe somebody has the least challenging path mm -hmm. and it just that's how the draw falls right and maybe they use them to perfection and maybe somebody stubs their toe and somebody says thanks and they capitalize on it to the nth degree but something like that's gonna happen I mean, you just never there's know. so much yeah. up now. Never know. I mean, 10 rounds, it's a, it's a lot of rounds. And, you know, everything, anything can happen. It's rodeo. You know, it's it's just whatever happens, happens. But It is, and it's close. Um, you know, the guys at the bottom, man, they got to win so much to catch up. I mean, if you're 30,000 behind, I mean, you're, you're, you're over a go-around back. Man, it gets to be hard. Right. But it's doable now. I mean, well, it's a situation where... Like I say, it'll be whoever has a horse work the best, the hazing goes well, they don't make a big mistake, and they get through, they get through a crisis and they capitalize on a mistake. Right. That's who wins. I mean, I hate to say that, but that's just the case. That That's who's going to win. Sure. But, I mean, you know, and, and Matt, you know, I just want to go out there and go ahead and say thank you for coming on the show with us you know i i see you out there you know just local you know i'm up here in the dfw area and i, I see you out run out there at mesquite run out in cleburne just in in the area and you know everybody it seems like just loves matt reeves you know you're just an icon you know you're a recognizable name out there you you've done good for the sport and you know we just like to thank you and, and appreciate you for being on the show where rodeo meets the road well, I'm glad y'all had me. I love rodeo. I love everything there is about it. Um, and that's why I keep trying to make it better. I mean, I want to see rodeo be good. If my kids want to do it or your kids want to do it or somebody wants to do it 20 years from now, I want to make an impact where they have it way better than I did. Absolutely. And it's been really good to me. So I love it all. Great. Thank you very much, Matt. All right. Thank you.